the Idaoso World Outlet presents Redemption Hour. Oh, yes. The apostolic signs are still here for you today. For Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Stay tuned to the Redemption Hour this time. Here again, what can build, encourage, and sustain your faith for an all-time success. If you shall do according to all that is in God's word, you shall make your way prosperous. Redemption Hour from Church of God Mission International Incorporated, Benin City, Nigeria. God bless you as you listen. excited. I say get excited. You know when you mentioned about prosperity, how people should not think is Kenneth Hagin's message or Copeland's message or Benny Hinn's message. Quickly the scripture followed me straight to Acts 11 where Peter opened his mouth and said God is no respecter of person. But in any nation, wherever he finds a faithful man or woman, is accepted of him. You are accepted of God. You hear what I'm saying? You can speak yourself out of this language of recession by believing that man is not your source. God is your source. I say God is your source. The day you believe it, it will begin to work for you. 2335. Our aircraft is 1011. The one that is a little bigger than DC-10. We left about 30 passengers that we couldn't carry. Because the passengers was more than the capacity of the aircraft. Every aircraft full of, every airport full of thousands of passengers up and down. Every airport, new buildings coming up. What are they using to do that? Say money. Why will it be that it's only you who serve God? Righteousness is not punishment. Say that, try to say it. Try it again. I didn't hear you. Try it one more time. Did you say so? Do we have any doctor here? The sign of righteousness is not deprivation. Just because you are serving God, your car shouldn't look down. Poverty is a disgrace to God, not an honor. And if everyone in this world have a right to prosper, you are the one. Somebody say amen. I just wanted to say that to support the man of God's language. Talk yourself out of it. If everyone around you say, we are poor, you say, minus me. (laughs) 
I say minus me. You are supposed to have the joy of the Lord as your strength every day. And every child of God, I tell you, that scripture rings bell in my ears every time before I let you sit down. The scripture that says, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Somebody say amen. amen. Yesterday is too old in the tomb to call back. Tomorrow is too, is too new in the womb to come to today. But today is your own. And this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. Say amen. amen. Sit down if you like. I was the one that wrote letter to poverty to resign. I was the chairman of Poor People's Incorporated. And the Lord said to me, the health is mine and the fullness thereof. So as the president of Poverty Association, I wrote and resigned. As the chairman of Unbelief Incorporated, I wrote and resigned. Everything that I found negative, I had to write and say, I quit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Dr. Benny Hinn is going to pray for the sick tonight. You may not be sick before I finish. So if you keep your sickness, he will pray for you. But if you get healed while I'm preaching, he will not be angry. I know him, we are friends. Did you hear what I'm saying? If you postpone your healing till I finish preaching, you keep it. But if you start to walk from your wheelchair while I'm preaching, that's all right. He's not going to be angry. Did you hear what I'm saying? That's all. But this is your healing night. That's my job. This is your healing night. Did you hear what I'm... This is your healing night. Say, it's my healing night. In every area of my life, I'm to be healed today. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 The Lord sent me here to preach a message I have only preached once in 33 years. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 14. When I was younger than this, I preached everlasting gospel. I know when to start, I don't know when to stop. But now, if I tell you 35 minutes, I mean 35 minutes. Matthew 14. The scripture I'm about to read tonight, I've preached around it for three decades. And last night, the Lord awakened me and said to me, you missed two points in the scripture. And the two points, I'm showing it to you now. I woke up by 20 minutes to 3 a.m. 
I wrote what God told me to say to you tonight. Verse 22. Straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him on onto the other side onto the other side while he sent the multitudes away say with me lord don't send me away. Try it one more time. I didn't hear you. The same Jesus that said, Him that cometh to me, I will no wise cast out, sent the multitude away. And constrained, constrained, forced the disciples to separate themselves from the multitude. He said, disciples, we are going to have three units of people now. You will go to the other side. I will go to the mountain. The multitude will go away. Why did he send the multitude away? Multitude only come for bread and fish. Multitude don't pay tithe. They give offering. Multitude don't stay with a man of God when there is fire. Multitude don't defend their pastor when people speak against him. If you are one of the multitude in the church, when liars come and say, your pastor is an adulterer, you say, I know. Or when you are a disciple, you say no. He's a man of God. Multitude don't wait at where there is heat. Multitude are not concerned whether the church pay the bill or not. No. Multitude come first. Come last and go first. Multitude don't clean the altar. Multitude do not arrange the flowers. Multitude do not have to pack the cars. Multitude don't wait on the sick. Multitude are not concerned whether the church is growing or not. They come to look for miracle, and when they get it, they go. Disciples, 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 tarry with God. Disciples, fast and pray. Disciples. Disciples give offering. Disciples vow. Disciples watch the church. Disciples usher. Disciples help the sick. Disciples visit the weak. 
Disciples lift the fallen. Disciples are strong when everybody is weak. Change from multitude to disciple. Disciples take instruction. Multitude take suggestion. Jesus sent the multitude away. Why? Multitude do not withstand storm. Multitude is hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. Oh, yeah, yeah, hallelujah. Oh, yes. When you pray for the blind and they don't see, multitude murmur. Disciples cry. God, why not? When the rent is due, when light bill is ready for the church, multitude don't find out what it costs to run the ministry. Disciples do. Multitude are not concerned whether the church is growing or falling down. But disciples do. And Jesus sent the multitudes away. And constrain the disciples. Cabrodo. <laughs> constrain. He forced them to get into the sheep. But multitude, bye-bye. The bread has finished. You can go now. But disciples, you are going to the other side. There's a job to be done at the other side. The bound is there to be loose. The weak is there to be made strong. The sick is there to be healed. Multitude, bye-bye. Disciples, go ahead. Say, I'm going ahead. I didn't hear you. <laughs> Try one more time. I'm going ahead. Say, I'm going ahead. Disciples are not offended. Multitude are offended. The pastor preached a message that the multitude don't like. They take their bag and go. The disciples wait behind to say, why? Disciples ask, what can I do? Multitude say, I've done enough. Disciples say, what do we need? Multitude say, what have you done with the one I gave before? Who are you in the church? A disciple or a multitude? If you are a multitude, you will soon go. But if you are a disciple, you are crossing over. Don't be one of the multitudes. Be a disciple. Constrain them to get into the ship. Why did he constrain them? They were tired. They were weak. 
But Jesus said, the job is not finished. We will continue. Many people have different reasons of coming to a church like this. Either to be healed or to see those who are to be healed. And there are few that come to say, God, my father prayed for revival. My mother prayed for revival. At last, it has happened. I will stay with God. Somebody say amen for me. He constrained the disciples to get into a ship and to go before him onto the other side. Why he sent the multitude away. So I said, God, why did you send the multitude away? He said, when the wind of life comes, multitude don't stand. Find out who your disciples are. And force them to follow you. Even when they say, I'm tired, say, we are going. When they say, I'm weak, say, the Lord is your strength. Don't give disciples suggestions. Give them instruction. If God asked you, my son, Benny Hinn, do you want to preach? You would have said no. He instructed you, come. Even when you say, I don't know what to say. He said, I put a word in your mouth. God is looking for disciples because he's tired of multitude. Multitude can go from one church to the other. Disciples stay to build a church. Multitude go when the church is in trouble. Disciples stay to solve the problem. Are you with me tonight? He constrained them. Aha, I like that. I like that. He constrained them. He compelled them. Go to the other side. The next verse said, And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. What a place to be. And listen to me, Dr. Ben Hinn. God cannot send you to cross the sea and he go to the valley. You will soon get what I'm talking about. When God is going to send you to cross the sea with wind, he, God, is going to climb up so he can see you when the wind is blowing. If God asks you to go up, he doesn't go down. He doesn't say, Benny, are you, are you going? Where are you now? Have you started going? How is the trip? Are you all right? No. Everybody say no. no. Say no. no. When God sends you to stormy sea, he climbs to a higher ground. Are you all right? 
he doesn't go down to send you up. If God sends you up, he climbs higher. So if the enemy wants to hit your head, he, the rebuker of your devourer, we hit him from the top. Somebody say hallelujah. He went to the mountain. Because God never gives assignment without assistance. God never gives a vision without provision. God never puts something in your heart without putting something in your hand. Stretch your hand and say amen. amen. Grab it and say amen. amen. For every dream you've ever dreamed, for every vision God has ever shown you, He's going to put something big in your hand to do what he asks you to do. May I hear you say amen? amen. Are you dreaming big dream? Are you seeing big vision? The government of Washington is not in charge. The government of God is in charge. Somebody say hallelujah. I said somebody say hallelujah. The Washington government cannot supply all your needs. They can give you full stamps. They can give you welfare. But they never teach you warfare. God, who called you, shall not fail you, nor forsake you. Help me hear big amen. He said, faithful is he that calleth. For he shall do it. Can somebody say big amen? amen? He went to the mountain to pray. But the sheep was now in the midst of the sea. That's my message tonight. Your vision and you at midway. You and your calling at mid-sea. The devil never attacks those who have died already. The press never accuses a preacher who is doing nothing. Ben Hinn, stand up. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Come along. Come along. Hold my hand. Watch. Do what I do. Turn around. I love it. Ben Hinn, stand up. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Come along. Come along. Hold my hand. Watch. Do what I do.
turn around. I love it. Do we have problem? No. Do we have trouble? No. Any crisis? No. Stand here, Benny. First here. Come along. We are going in different directions. The devil never troubled the people going the same direction with him. you are walking against him. God to give you double because if they fought Christ they will fight you but thank God say thank God the weapons of our warfare are mighty through pulling down of the strongholds of the enemy and I want you to open your ear, Benny, and listen. Every hand stretched against you from today shall paralyze. That's the word of God. Don't run from trouble. Beat the devil. Can everybody say hallelujah? hallelujah. I believe we cannot be winners when we don't fight. How will you say I'm more than conquerors when you conquer nothing? How will you say I can do all things when you are doing nothing? You love the story. Shadrach, yeah. Meshach, yes. Abed Negro, yes. Or you don't want the experience. I have passed through fire many times. But look at me. By the grace of God. Somebody say hallelujah. I am not afraid of trouble. 
because God always gave me double for my trouble. <laughs> Hallelujah! No obstacles, no miracles. No obstacles, no miracles. If you want miracles, pray for obstacles. If you want triumph, look for trials. How many of you are listening to what I'm saying? The church has been jelly, 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 jelly. Where are you going? I'm going to Orlando Christian Center to do what? To fall. That's not why we call you here. He does not have the ministry of falling people. He has the ministry of lifting people up. And don't fall until you get your miracle. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God raised him to lift you up. Stand fast against every onslaught of the enemy. Midway, say that everybody. That's where the devil attacks. He doesn't attack somebody with five members in the church. What is he going to fight him for? For what? <laughs> he doesn't fight those who have retired. What is he going to fight him for? He's useless. But midway, say midway, yeah. when the ministry have reached a peak, and signs and wonders are taking place. That's the time the press is going to say. How did it happen? Who are you? But thank God. Greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the press. Can somebody say hallelujah? Midway. Midway. Midway and mid-sea is a place of decision of your vision. Mid-sea is when you can prove whether God called you or not. Mid-sea. When you are doing nothing for God, the devil doesn't touch you. But when you are doing something for the kingdom, he provokes him. And he never does it until he knows you are mid-sea. In the middle of the sea, according to John's experience, John said, when they were gone halfway, and John said, between 25 and 30 furlongs, then the wind came. Mark said, as they went ahead in the mid-sea, the wind came. But Matthew said, Matthew said, and, but the sheep was now in the midst of the sea, tossed. Why did the devil not shake the sheep when it was anchored? He knew that nobody would fall out. 
why will he not toss the sheep when it has reached the other side? Because nobody will die. It's the midway that your faith and vision is tried. Why? Five reasons why your faith, your business, your ministry is tested mid-sea. Five reasons. Reason number one. Are you ready for this? Yes. To give you distraction. The first reason why the devil come mid-sea is to give you distraction. So you will lose contact from God and begin to look at the wind. Oh! Hey! Man! I'm finished! God never finishes he that I've just started. If the devil can distract you, he can direct you. If the devil can distract you, he can direct you. And he's looking for who to give direction. Don't take your eyes from God who called you. Somebody say amen. amen. Second reason why the devil tempts you mid-sea. For you to lose sight of what he called you to do. Once you can forget that you were going to the other side, you don't mind when you are turning around in one circle. And if the devil can succeed to let you be turning around, you speak of poverty instead of prosperity. You talk of recession instead of reservation. To talk of healing instead of sickness. To confess victory instead of defeat when you are no more singing blessed assurance but singing blessed insurance <laughs> when you are no more singing we are more than conqueror but you are singing soon and very soon you fly away <laughs> when you are singing I fly away when the choir is singing, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. When the choir forget that Jesus says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And they are writing application to fill the little glass that is not enough for husband and wife to have their bath. Talk less of taking care of the children. devil will say, yeah, God will fill your cup. How many people can you feed with a cup? How many testy hearts can you quench with your cup? But when God opens your eyes, then you can say, out of my belly, say, out of my belly, shall flow, shall flow. 
rivers of living waters. Spring it up to everlasting life. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. When the church begins to sing, this little light of mine, instead of remembering that she's the light of the world, devil makes the church lose sight. So those songs are good when you are not making the enemy your footstool. But we whom Jesus told occupy till I come we don't fly away. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? Jesus didn't say behold you come quickly. He said, Behold, I come quickly. Why do you want to go so soon when the Lord is coming quickly? You may miss your flight on the way. He may be coming while you are going. And who are you going to meet then when Jesus is coming here? Do you still want to fly away? I said, Do you still want to fly away? Occupy till I come. Why the devil try your faith at mystery and mystery? For you to turn your back against God. Jesus said, go forward. And he's on the mountain watching if you are going. When the devil succeed to tell you you are not in the right place. You miss God. So on Sunday morning, you are in Orlando Christian Center. In the evening, you are with Maurice Cerullo. And on Wednesday, you are looking for Jimmy Swaggart. If the devil can succeed not to give you a base, he can succeed to make you fall to every wind. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ have made you free. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Reason number four. Why the devil tempts you at mid-sea. So that you will miss God. your purpose is lost. Your dream is lost. How good and gracious our God is. The reason I pray for this man in America every day is because while some champions are dying, God is raising a new champion. Can you say hallelujah? hallelujah. He has never left himself in vacuum from creation. Never, never, never. And this is your time to display the glory and the power of our God. Somebody say hallelujah. What is happening today here is for the world to know God has not lost the battle. He's in charge of the program. Say amen somebody.
life. Why the devil tempt you at mid-sea is for you to doubt your calling. Once you doubt your calling, you withdraw from it. The day you are no more sure, you are born again. You can smoke, you can drink, you can commit adultery, you can commit fornication. Why? I'm not even sure I'm saved. Worldly people are doing it and they are okay. Why not me do it? Made see trial. Why are these five things like that? The devil wants to give you a choice to make. When you are at the edge of the sea, your ship cannot sink. When you are at the end of the water, the boat cannot sink. Mid-sea is a place of decision. To go back or to go forward. Only you can choose to go forward. Why should we not go back? Let me give you example. This pulpit is in the center of this altar. The length of this loudspeaker from here to here is the same length from here to here. If you are in the middle of this pulpit and the devil said, go back, measure it first. Because if he's going to take the same energy to go back, why not you die while you are moving forward? And to go back. I'm going ahead than to die while I'm going back. Somebody say hallelujah! I know too much now. I can't backslide because I had nothing when I came to God. I can only front slide. everyone around you say God is dead say try mine my God is alive say my God is alive he's not dead he's alive he's alive he's alive he's alive hallelujah Mid-sea is a place of choice. 
choose Jesus. And you never die. Choose Jesus. And your sheep will never sink. Choose Jesus. Your song will change. Choose Jesus. Your life will have a turnaround. Admit sin. As the boat toss here and there. In the fourth watch. I like this. The easiest time to die, according to doctors, is between 3 and 4 a.m. <laughs> Brother, if you want to die, that's the time you don't need injection. You die. You die quicker. You die smoother at 3 a.m. But thank God, at the worst time is the time that Jesus comes. When your boat is about to capsize in your darkest hours, because he is the light of the world, he appears when no brother, no sister, no husband, no wife, no father, no relation, no tithe, no offering. Whatever you are facing today, Jesus is about to come to you. He's not far away. In the fourth watch of the night, somebody say hallelujah. Aren't you glad that there's no darkness that his eyes cannot pass through? Aren't you glad that you are not too down for him not to lift up? Aren't you glad that you are not too weak for him not to make strong? Aren't you glad that you are not too poor for God not to bless? At the fourth watch of the night, when your friends turn their back, those who used to hug you now distance themselves. Jesus arrives. I said, Jesus arrives. I said, Your Jesus will arrive. Stop complaining and start testifying. Stop murmuring and start meditating. Stop nodding your head. And start to shake it. The Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. Say it loud. Everybody say it loud. The Lord is on my side. And if God be for you, no man shall be against you. At the fourth watch, Mm. Of the night, Jesus went walking on the sea. Brother, no sea is too troublesome for God not to put his leg on the head. 